Welcome to another money edition of the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast. Greg, Tom, and Derek here on a Monday, August 28th edition. Wow, today's Monday? Guys, we worked all weekend. Saturday seemed like Monday, Sunday seemed like Monday, Friday seemed like Monday. I have no idea what day of the week is. All I know is we're having drafts every single night. Tom, did you get any sleep? Did we sleep at all this weekend? No, I, I, it's it's not the time to sleep for us at this point. It's the time to sell out leagues, make sure everybody's drafting well, making sure everybody's got a great experience. we got the live events coming up in a, in a couple of days. That we're, we're two weeks of fun, so this is crunch time. It gets a little crazy, but it's fun, and uh, this, is, this is why we do what we do. Yeah, Derek, you know we've been filling up everything. Seven online championships yesterday. We had 23 different drafts yesterday. Pretty crazy for a Sunday. Used to be on the other side. People are getting addicted to that countdown, don't you think? They're seeing one or two spots left. They just dive in, don't they? Yeah, for sure. That that countdown on the chat roll has been just a great addition to, to our software. I mean, people see that turn red. Once there's four spots left in any contest, it turns yeah. red. It's kind of like get in now or, or you're not getting in. So, yeah, that's just a, it's been phenomenal for us. Yeah, it's crazy because when there's like one spot left, Tom, you know it. Two come in within seconds. We can't turn it off fast enough, you know. We have to be sorry you didn't get in. They're like, what are you talking about? Don't wait till the red is on one, guys. Guys, for all of our players, you don't have to wait till the last second. Exactly. Every single day. You can sign up in advance. You can do that. We allow that. In fact, we encourage it. Yeah, we're not complaining. Don't take us wrong here. We're not complaining, but don't wait till the last second because somebody else is thinking the exact same thing. All right, two more days. I hit the road. I'm going to fly to Las Vegas, be in the Bellagio about two weeks from now, or two days from now. You guys moved to New York. Three days from now, you're going to be flying to New York, hosting at Penn, Hotel Penn, excuse me, Bellagio and Hotel Penn next weekend. So good stuff for sure. Look forward to seeing all of our great customers in Las Vegas and New York City. Guys, let's talk about the big news over the weekend. Why do they even play these preseason no games? Kidding, huh? Why do they charge full value for these tickets? I have to ask that, too. We're going to have the last games on Thursday of this week, but the big news this week was Julian Edelman out for the year with an ACL injury. Cam Meredith last night out for the year with a major knee injury. That Might not even bad. be ready for the start of next year. Yeah. And Spencer Ware out as well with a knee injury for the season. So, guys... Big blow is the fantasy owners. All those guys were going in the top 75, if you will. Cam Meredith's ADP was 79, but big blows, right, Tom? Yeah, I mean, certainly Edelman's the biggest. Uh, you know, this is a guy who's a third, fourth-round pick. He's about a 100-reception guy. Tom Brady looking great for this season, so Edelman was looking great. It, it's tough. Uh you know, from the Patriots' perspective, they'll be fine. They've got a lot of weapons. Uh, I think Kansas City will be fine. We like uh, Hunt more than Spencer Ware. The Bears is a tough one because they really don't have a lot of depth at the receiver position, so it's going to be tough for them without Sp- uh, Cameron Meredith. But from a fantasy perspective, yeah, I mean, everybody says you shouldn't draft early, but 
you know what? These guys got to play in these preseason games, and unfortunately, this is what happens. We saw Jordy Nelson a couple years ago in Green Bay, so it's it's just it's part of the game, and it stinks, but it's part of the game. Well, in drafting early, you can get Kareem Hunt really low. Yeah, I mean, oh, you know, yeah. so there's the bargain by drafting early, right? This is a guy who was going in the 80s, 90s, and now all of a sudden, Derek, we saw last night in our classic and prime times, they're the first ones of the season. That's where guys jump from the ADP. And what did we see last night with Kareem Hunt? Uh, last night, I think he went 27th in the classic and 29th yep. in the, in the primetime. So in our high stakes lead, he's, I mean, he, that's early third round now. Um, I like Kareem Hunt. I think we all do. I don't know. Um, to me, that seems maybe a little high at this point. But for sure, if you want him, he, you got to get him in the third round now. For me, he's still behind uh, three of the other rookie running backs in Cook, Fournette, and McCaffrey. But I now have him well ahead of Mixon uh, after the yep. wear injury. So. Yeah, in fact, the interesting thing is Fournette has fallen behind Hunt in a lot of drafts. I'm not, you know, we haven't seen him, so out of sight, out of mind. But, Tom, this is still the same player we saw in week one when he said it was so easy. He's got that foot injury, and that's scary. But, I mean, he went 47th, I believe, last night in the primetime, 34th in the Classic. You're not off his bandwagon just yet, are you? No, I'm not. I am certainly, it's not good that he hasn't played in a couple of weeks, and he dealt with injuries in college, so... It is a concern, but, yeah, this is the focal point of their offense. He is going to be a big-time producer for them if he can get on the field. Sure, there's some risk attached to it, but I'm struggling to see who in the top 36 or top 40 I'd be taking ahead of him right now. Uh, I think that uh, he's he's just too good of a value right now. You can answer that call. It's all right. Somebody trying to right. up with us. I, yeah. I just hung up on a customer. You hung up on him. Probably trying to join a classical prime time. Call, call him back. I'll back when the podcast <laughs> is over. Derek, go right to Rob's office right now and tell him to hang up on a customer to do the nice. podcast. He's, hey, hang up on this guy too now. It's you? the same guy. I'm trying to shut my phone. Sorry, folks. Believe it or not, this is now my first day with a cell phone. So, uh, hey, let's talk about these rookie running backs because... Four of them are going in the first three rounds. Really unprecedented. I do not remember this at all. Uh, Derek, last night, McCaffrey went 21st in the prime time. Delvin Cook went 20th in the in the classic. McCaffrey went 35th, and Cook went 36th. But, again, those two are right next to each other. And, again, 20th and 21st for Cook. I mean, you're a Vikings fan. He's going to have to really put up some numbers to justify that, right? Yeah, he definitely is. I mean, uh, to be a 20th. Top 20 overall player, you, you got to produce. Um, the ceiling is there for him to do it. So, it's again, it's interesting to see these four guys in there. They're kind of all jumping around. They've all been, at some point, been taken, you know, 15, 16, somewhere around there. And, and in theory, I mean, I, I tweeted out yesterday that th this running back class is just going to be phenomenal. It's going to, I say it's going to eclipse the 2014 wide receiver class. You remember that with... Um, ODB and Landry yep. and Benjamin and those guys. And I think these guys have the, the capabilities and the ceiling to just blow by that and be in, in a historic uh, rookie, crop, rookie crop. Yeah. Four guys going in the first three rounds, certainly historic for drafting purposes. Let's see what they put up on the field. All right, Tom, before you hang up on our next customer that wants to spend money with us, I'll ask you about New England here. Edelman's injury, big, big news, obviously. Yep. Now, it affects Brandon Cooks a little bit. He seems to be moving up a couple of spots, but Chris Hogan, he's on fire, Yikes. isn't he? Yeah, he really is. I've seen him go as high as the fourth round in, in drafts this week. I do want to mention Cooks real briefly. He's back to being a late first-round pick. Keep in yeah. mind, that's where he was going last year at the 1-2 the turn, and it didn't really work out, but... 
that's the upside again. So if you want Brandon Cooks, you're going to have to attack early in the second and maybe even late in the first. But as far as Hogan, yeah, his value is skyrocketed because he's going to get an opportunity now with Edelman out. He's looked good in the preseason. I'm not sure I could take him in the fourth round. I think that was a little excessive, but he is a, a, a good wide receiver. He can play both inside and outside. Belichick and Brady love him. So, yes, Chris Hogan, get him on your radar. Better yet, get him on your fantasy team. All right, Derek, let's talk about the Bears. They're in our division with the Vikings and Packers, and, uh, you know, this is a big blow, Cam Meredith being out. And you know what? The Bears actually look good the last two weeks. They really took it to Arizona, and they looked pretty good last night, too, with Glennon, that quarterback. But this is a huge blow to them. I guess, is there anybody on the receiving side that can step up? And secondly, how does this affect Jordan Howard's fantasy value? On the receiving side, um, you know, with Meredith going down, it's, it's put up or shut up time for Kevin White. I, I don't know what to think about yep. Kevin White. The injuries have, I mean, he was obviously a very talented college player, first-round draft pick, but the injuries have just slowed him. It's time for him to, to do something. Um, Kendall Wright looked all right yesterday, made a few catches. I, I don't know how, you know, fantasy-wise what his ceiling and or floor is. Not, and again, I don't know how it affects Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's been moving, you know, kind of end of first round, middle second round, end of second round in our drafts. Uh, you know, Cameron Cameron Meredith is not uh, you know Julio Jones or something like that. So I don't I don't think it affects Jordan Howard all that much. In in fact, maybe maybe he has to make some more catches and, and it actually helps improve his value. Yeah, it is interesting because you think it would fall a little bit because they don't have the complement. Maybe they stack the box, but it's not like Meredith was stretching out the defenses anyway. Right, so right. it will be very interesting to see what happens there. Tom, a guy who looked really good on Saturday was John Brown. We finally saw him on the field. When healthy, this guy is kind of a freakish athlete and very, very good. He went 73rd in the Classic, 69th and won an online championship last night. What are your thoughts on John Brown? Yeah, I mean, tremendous talent. They need help at wide receiver, obviously. Michael Floyd is gone. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's getting up there in age. It's not like they can just throw the ball to Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson out of the backfield all day long. So, Brown's got an opportunity. He's a big play guy. He's very fast. He's, he's athletic. He's quick. Of course, the issue is, can he stay healthy? The sickle cell thing knocked him off last year. He had the quad injury in camp. So, he looked certainly looked healthy this weekend. Big opportunity. I think a really nice wide receiver for upside play. Yeah, when you're talking about injuries, you got to talk about Keenan Allen. When healthy, he is as good as any wide receiver in the NFL, but he just can't stay on the field. We know that. But our guys are starting to jump on him. He looked really good the other night. Uh, I think he had five receptions, looked good. He, he went 23rd in the Classic, 31st in the primetime. His ADP is up in the 30s right now. Derek, any love for him or is it just too risky? Uh, I don't love where he's going, that's for sure. Uh, I would never yep. jump on him that high. I just It's the injury risk. Um, that any anybody has, we've seen that, but it, it, I mean, it seems to find him more than it finds other people, and I just don't think the touchdown ceiling is there. I don't view Keenan Allen, or Keenan Allen as a double-digit guy, and for where he's going right now, you almost need to expect, or need, you almost need double digits for him to justify that draft position. So for me, at his current spot, no love. Yeah, very interesting where he's going. Let's talk about two quarterbacks. They've been injured, we know about it, off-season surgeries, that's Andrew Luck, and Cam Newton. Cam at least got on the field this weekend, threw a touchdown pass. He only had two passes, but we saw him on Thursday, looked pretty good. Andrew Luck, we still haven't even seen him throw a pass. Now he's 
both of them actually are dropping like a rock. Andrew Luck went 109th on Saturday. His ADP is right around 100, went 111th in the Classic last night, 97th in the prime time. I mean, he is really falling. How about Cam Newton? He went 112th in the Classic last night, 119th in the prime time. Cooper Cup went ahead of him last night wow. in the prime time. Tom, are you taking Cooper Cup ahead of Cam Newton? <laughs> no, I'm not. I feel a little better about Cam. Like we said in the podcast the other day, I would have liked to have seen him play a little more. But I'm feeling better about him as a QB2 option. I couldn't take him in the top 10 right now. Still a little too much risk with that in coming off that surgery. As far as luck, I mean, it's all hands-off for me now. It's just everything is bad. Chuck Pagano basically came out today and said he's not going to be ready for week one. And maybe who knows you know, when he'll be ready. So I, I have really no interest in, in Andrew Luck unless the ADP just drops you know, significantly. And even in the 100, it's not dropping significantly enough for me. And Derek, let's talk about Andrew Luck, though. There could be value here, because we know what happens. You win the money in weeks 14 to 16, right? Can you get Andy Dalton and have him lead your team for a while, and then Andrew Luck comes in? I mean, I'm seeing this, like I say, in the 110, 111. What? It's not that hard to get a quarterback like Andy Dalton to score 22, 23 points a game for you. Then Luck comes back, and in weeks 14 and 15 and 16, he does a Lev Bell for you. Any chance of that? Well, sure, there's a chance. I mean, Andrew Luck's one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, it, again, this is all a health issue at this point. So, can you use that strategy? Sure. Um, you know, you, like you said, Andy Dalton, you can, I mean, you can mix and match quarterbacks the first five, six weeks if he's out that long and, and get the production. And then, like you said, it's all about weeks 14 through 16. That's where the big money is. I'm, uh, Indianapolis's schedule is, I'm not, I'm not even sure what Indianapolis' schedule is at this point. Let me mention Cam Newton, though. Cam Newton's schedule uh, weeks 14 through 16. All home games. One of two teams, them in Kansas City, are the only only two teams that have three home games in our playoffs. Now, take that for what it's worth, but it's just a note. Here's one, here's, one th here's one thing I want to add on to the Andrew Luck thing. If you do draft, let's say you draft Luck, and then you back him up with a Dalton or whoever, you may have to carry at some point three quarterbacks on your roster when the bye week hits for whoever your starter is going to be because you're not dropping Luck, obviously. You made that commitment. You got the bye week guy. You know, you, you're back up, so you may need a third guy to cover yourself. So just that's roster construction, so just keep that in mind. All right, give one final thought on teams. I'm going to start with my Packers. Derek, you can talk about the Vikings. They did not look too good, I didn't think, last night. But my Packers, I'm going to say one thing. If they lose either tackle, left or right tackle, they're done. They're toast. That Spriggs cannot play right now. I know he was a second-round pick, but Jason Spriggs is a sieve. And they will not keep... Rodgers upright if they lose either of their tackles. Secondly, I thought Montgomery looked pretty good. He looked like a good back uh, this week. He's the guy. Williams caught three passes, Tom. We were t saying he wasn't nothing more than just falling forward as a halfback, but uh, I actually thought he looked pretty good in the passing game. I think he had three receptions for like 46 yards. So Packers got a lot of work to do, but uh, when the starters are out there, they're okay. But if they lose Bakhtari or Balaga, it's toast for the Packers. Derek, what about the Vikings? Uh, like you said, Vikings did not look real good in the first half last night when the starters played. Some of that uh, just had to do with Zimmer, I think, finally realizing that we don't need to go 4-0 every preseason. Um, again, I don't think the offense showed what it's going to look like uh, during the regular season. I think 
I hope some of that was on purpose. The defense did not play well. I mean, Brian Hoyer went up and down the field on us. And again, the defense, I think at this point, has built enough equity with Vikings fans that we're, we're not worried there. They'll get stuff figured out. Um, the pass rush, pass rush was not there in the first half. Uh, on, a, on a good note, we feel good about Case Keenum as a QB2 at this point. He looked really good last night. So uh, the verdict is still out on whether Teddy will ever come back. Um, so at this point, not that you're pumped about having a great number two QB, but at least, uh, you know, if something happens to Bradford, I think we're in decent, capable hands with Case Keenum running the ship. So that's what, that's where we stand as Vikings fans, and we'll see two weeks uh, two weeks on Monday night when uh, Adrian comes back against us. It uh, should be an interesting yeah. uh, opening game. Yeah. I, I, you took my team. Uh, who am I supposed to talk about? <laughs> I will talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, even though they're not my team. But I, I'm very impressed. A.J. Green looks fantastic. Wow, yeah. I've been all over A.J. Green for months and months and months. He looks like he's back healthy and in a stud-like uh, level. I, I love A.J. Green. If you're still getting him in the 10th, 11th pick in the first round, just laugh at everybody in your league because that's yep. a gift. Yep. What really impressed me, though, was Gio Bernard getting back on the field Four carries, 25 yards. Don't forget about Gio Bernard. Greg, I think we took him in the FSTA draft did. back when. Gio Bernard is a good football player, and he's a good third down back. I know everybody wants to get excited about Mixon, and that's that's fine. Yeah, he looked talented. good, too. He looked good, too. Yeah. But don't forget about Gio Bernard. He's not a stiff. Maybe Jeremy Hill's a stiff. Gio Bernard's not. Geez, I just hung up on a customer. I'm sorry about that. We're all hanging up on customers today. Hey, you should know not to call me during this podcast, wherever you were. Hey, wherever you were, I'm sorry about that, all right? All right, tomorrow we're going to talk about primetime and classics. we got them again tonight online. That season has started already. Just a couple of notes of guys who went last night. Zeke went 14th and 18th. So he's still going in the early second round in our stuff. Uh, Mixon went 54th and 46th, which, again, he's far below the first four rookie running backs, but very interesting there. Uh, Watkins went 56th and 51st. Abdullah, 57th and 63rd, pretty high there. Djax went 59th into prime time. Uh, Woodhead went 66th and 7th. So we'll look at a couple other ones, talk about them tomorrow. But, man, it's fun to see the classic and prime times. This is where guys don't mess around. They know what they're looking for. They go get guys. That's how you're going to win 150000 and 80000 And if you want to win $100,000, join the Rotowire Online Championship, selling out every hour, every day. Tom's watching the 3 o'clock one here pretty soon. And uh, we've got them tonight as well. So, just jump on in, pick a time, and play for $100,000, all right? All right, good talking to everybody. You guys take her easy, watch some dress. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a great day.